Pircha, Pircha. Welcome everyone. Baruch Haba. Uh, we have a very special share today, brand new material on a subject which will uh, catapult us into Sefer Shemais. Um, thank you everyone for joining. I want to remind everyone you can catch the Shiurim on TorahAnyTime.com on podcast on Shas Illuminated on the OU site. Um, if you go to our new website, RabbiDG.com all the Svarim, the Hebrew Svarim, are on sale until January 15th. Um, you could also always use that site to get onto any Zoom share. You could go straight to RabbiDG.com and uh, get right onto the shear. Uh, we're going to begin with a very interesting uh, question. This is a question on Parshas Vayichi, and uh, this will catapult us, Be'ezus Hashem, into Sefer Shemais. This question is raised by none other than the Divrei Chaim himself. The Divrei Chaim in his Sefer on Chumash, after he goes through all the parshios, he has something called Chidushim al Hasedros, novel ideas on the various parshios. And in uh, Parshas Aichi, we read how Yaakov Avinu basically took away the the birthright from his firstborn Ruvain. He took away the Bechayar from Ruvain. And he gave it to Yosef. And that seems to be an explicit violation of a Pasuk in Parshas Kiseitse. Lo yuchal levaker. Lo yuchal levaker. You're not allowed to switch the Bechar. You can't say, ah, I like this kid better. I'm going to make him the firstborn. You're not allowed to do that. That's exactly what Yaakov did. How is he allowed to do that? That is the question of the Divrei Chaim. If you look in your sheets, oh, let me get that up. Let me pull up the Maramakoimois over here. Mm-hmm. Let me pull up the Maramakoimois. They came out very good. Today, Besiata Deshmaya. Here we have. Okay. Where the, um, the Devei Chaim says, Rabim Hikshu, many ask, Hey, Chayu Rasha Yaakovino, Vashom Likacha Bacharme Ruvain, Haksivla Yuchalavaker. Now, Vihine be Pne Yehoshua Zalti, Rates the Hoyadach Matana. He gave it as a gift. He just, he didn't make someone else the Bachar, but instead, he gave it, he gave it as a present. Says the Devei Chaim, Dvar of Tamuim. These comments are a wonder. Then it comes out that Yosef's two portions in Eretz were a gift. And the rest of Israel. In other words, a father cannot make a different child the Bechar, but if he wants, he could give a nice big gift before he dies so that the Yerusha will then be uh, from whatever remains after the gift. Well, says the Devechaim, in that case, Yosef got his portion, and then the rest of the Shvatim should then inherit the rest of Eretz Yisrael. So then, Reuven should still get two portions and whatever remains, like a Bechara. Because Yaakov cannot remove Reuven from his Bechara, and that is not true. Reuven only got one portion in Eretz Yisrael. So, says the Devechaim, the answer of the Pnei Yeshua does not, is not sufficient. It is not sufficient to say that Yosef got his portion as a matana because Ruvain should then still get two shares in Eretz Yisrael. So the beginning of Parshas Vayichi begins with a very uh, unique expression, Vayikrivu Yemei Yisrael Amos. 
and the days of Israel approached to die. It doesn't say Yisrael died, they came close to dying. And Rashi points out that there is another instance where this expression appears, and that is by David HaMelech. Kol mi kreva lamos. Um, if I could ask Rav Pinchas, just um, with that, thank you. Vayikavu yimei Yisrael lamos. Kol mi by kreva lamos. Whenever it says approaching to, for death, lo yigia He has not reached the uh, days of his forefathers. Meaning whenever it says somebody came close to dying, that means his fathers lived longer than he did. Yitzchak lived 180 years. Yaakov lived 147. So the expression, he came close to dying, means that he did not reach the age of his forefathers. So um, Yitzchak lived 180, Yaakov only lived 147. David, it says, he approached dying. His father lived 400 years and he only lived 70. So we see off the bat that there is a comparison between Yaakov Avinu and David. Neither of them quite made it to the lifetime of their fathers. However, the Balaturim points out that only twice in the Messiah do we have the expression, Vayikrvu Yimei. One here and the, either, and the other one by David. Vayikrvu Yimei David Lamas. So we find in the Medrash, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to David, You made 147 Mizmoirim, like the life of Yaakov Avinu. You made, you made a hundred and, no problem, you made 147 Mizmoirim, like the life of Yaakov Avinu, and you were therefore Zoycha like him. In other words, what Valaturim is saying, an amazing thing, that how many chapters are there in Tehillim? We uh, usually understand there are 150 chapters, but there is a way to calculate that in fact there are 147 chapters. If you make Ashrei Ha'ish and Lama Rugshu, you make that one, you make possibly other chapters in Tehillim, you combine them. So there are 147 chapters of a Tehillim in Kaminian, the years of the life of Yaakov Avinu. So, David was Zoycha. Hashem says to David, you made 147 like the life of David of Yaakov, you will be Zoycha to Vayikruvu, you made David Lamas. That what? What was David Zoycha to the Yaakov head? Mahu Ubenoi Molchu Biyachad Af Ato Yimloich Shloimoi Banecha Bechayecha. Just like you and your son ruled together. Just like Yaakov and Yosef, they were both rulers together. They both reigned together. So to you, David, Shlomo will become king in your lifetime. Now this is a very interesting teaching. Just like Yaakov and Yosef both were Melachim together, so too David and Shlomo were both kings together. Now, Yosef, we know, was a king. But was Yaakov a king? Where do we ever find that Yaakov was a king? The Balaturim seems to be mechadesh to us that Yaakov, in fact, was a melech. And just as he and Yosef both ruled simultaneously, so too David was Zoycha, who made 147 chapters of Tehillim, like the life of Yaakov, to uh, rule together with his son. By the way, the Balaturim adds... Just like 
Yaakov, like Rashi says, just like Yaakov did not reach the age of his forefathers, so too David did not reach the age of Shaul. By the way, this idea that, that David HaMelech said the number of Tehillim of the years of Yaakov Avinu, uh, we find in um, the writings of Moshe of Pshvarsk, he says, Yaakov Hoyoroya S. Tsoin. S is Rashi Tevois Omar Tehillim. He said Tehillim. And another comparison between Yaakov and David is Yaakov Avinu Loimes and David Amelach, David Melech Yisrael, Chai Vikayam. David, King of Israel, lives and endures. Okay, so we're being introduced to an idea that Yaakov Avinu was a Melech, he was a king. Now, we find earlier in Bereshus, Avraham Avinu was a king. And this is a subject that's very interesting to me. I would like to work on something on the Malchus based David. I mentioned this. But we find, if you look at number 18 over here, Emek HaMelech, it says that um, in the war of the four kings and the five kings, they went to a place, Emek HaMelech, based race of the Malka, Rashi brings the Medrash Amak, it was a valley, Shehushbusham Kalaumais, all the nations of the world gathered together, the Himlichuas Avraham Aleyam, and they proclaimed Abraham as their king. Lenasi Aleyam Ulakatsin. Amravinu was designated as the king of the world. So we find Avraham Avinu had Malchus, and here the Balaturim is saying that just like Yaakov was Zoicha to reign at the same time as his son Yosef. David was Zoicha to reign at the same time as his son Shlomai. They both reigned simultaneously. But what is the source? What is the real makar of this concept, of this teaching that Yaakov Avinu was a Melech? So this comes from the Bereshis Rabbah. By the way, we could point out that this idea that Yaakov said, that David said 147 chapters of Tehillim, like the life of Yaakov Avinu comes from Masechta Seifrim. Okay, if you look in the Medrash, when Yehuda tells Yosef, Ki kamoicha kefarai, you are like Pharaoh, says the Bereshis Rabbah, Ma paroi goizer veinamakayim, just like Pharaoh decrees and doesn't fulfill, af ata goizer veinamakayim, you too decree and don't fulfill. Ma paroi lord achar zecharim af ata kein, just like paroi, is lewd in that he runs after relations with male, you also do that. Ma paroi melech v'yatosheni loy beretz mitzrayim, just like Pharaoh is the king, and you are second to him in the land of Egypt, kach abo melech v'yaretz kenan ani sheni loy, so too is my dad, the king of Canaan, and I am second in command. V'im sholef ani eskharbi, and if I unleash my sword, mimcha ani maschavari rabcha ani masayim, First I'll knock you off, and then I'll knock off your master, Pharaoh. So, Marv Rabbi here we have it explicitly, that Yehuda is telling Yosef. And I believe this is also enunciated in the Targum Yushalmi, in the beginning of Parshas Vayigash, that Yehuda says to Yosef, You think you're a king? My father is a king, and I'm second to him, and I will knock you off and Paro. So here we encounter an idea that Yaakov Avinu was a Melech and Yehuda was second in command. I believe we see this idea in the Ramban in last week's parsha as well. We spent 
two shiurim last week, both Wednesday and Monday, speaking about a Wednesday night, and uh, uh, we spoke about this on Friday as well, that on the Pasuk, Lo Yasur Shevet Yehuda, the Ramban says, V'hakosav hazer remez, this Pasuk is a illusion, Ki Yaakov Himlech Shevet Yehuda Alechav. Yaakov was Mamlech. He appointed as a king, Shevet Yehuda and his brothers, V'hoyrish Yehuda, and he bequeathed to Yehuda HaMemshala Al Yisrael, dominion over Israel, David. This is what King David said, Vayivchar Hashem Aleke Yisrael, Be, God, the God of Israel, selected me, Mikol Beis Ovi, from all the household of my father, Liois Lamelech Al Yisrael, to be a king over Israel, La'olam, Ki Yehuda Bachar, because he selected Yehuda, Lenogid, as a prince, Ubebeis Yehuda, and the house of Judah, Beis Avi, my father's house, Uvivni, Uvivni, Kiratza Laham Lechal Kal Yisrael. So the Ramban uses a language that Yaakov was Mamlech, he appointed as the king. Rev. Simcha Zisol Broida explains, who was Mamlech? Zekoya Yaakov Avinu, he selected, in other words, this Pasuk, by Yivchashem Lekezumikah, B, God selected me. Ki Yehuda Bachar, because he selected Yehuda, Yaakov selected Yehuda. Yaakov selected Yehuda, and Hashem selected Beis David. Says Reb Simcha Zisol, L'medvarav Eilu Mashma, from these words, it's Mashma Shali, Yaakov Avino Haisa HaRashus. Yaakov had the permission, Vahabailus and the ownership. He owned Malchus to be Mamlech and to be Moirish, Dominion and Malchus to whoever he wanted. Meaning if Yaakov was Mamlech Yehuda, that means Yaakov owned Malchus. Uviyoyser mashma. This is even more mashma. Mimashe kosov ki Yaakov himlech. Shevet Yehuda. She Yaakov inu mina bepoilus. Yaakov actively appointed Yehuda as a king. Shevet Yehuda Malchus umemshala. And God selected David. Yaakov selected Yehuda and... God selected David. Now I want to elaborate on a point that we mentioned. Parshas Ayigash, we discussed the sort of the battle of the monarchs of Yehuda, who the Medrash says was the second in command to Yehuda was second in command to Yaakov, and Yosef was second in command to Paroi. Now we know one of the things that Yaakov Avinu did was he sent Yehuda to Yosef to establish a yeshiva. And Reb Leib Baxt asks, why would he send Yehuda? This is quoted in the Sefer Chavatel Sasharon. L'chayra, the Gemara tells us in Yuma that the Paiskim of Kla Yisrael were from Yisachar or Levi. So Yaakov should have sent Yisachar or Levi. And the Chavatel Sasharon quotes Reb Leib Baxt he says that even though Yisachar or Levi are worthy to be Rashi Yeshiva, but they're not necessarily worthy to establish a Yeshiva, because to establish a Makayim of Torah, you need Malchus. To establish 
a strength and the eminence and the power of a yeshiva that should be able to stand up to the winds of the times and the tides of the times. You need the kayach of a melech. By the way, uh, I believe we spoke out in the Shirin Vayigash from the Imre Emes, then so why couldn't Yaakov Avinu send Yosef? So the Imre Emes says, well, because Yosef did not have full malchus. He was second in command to... To Paroi, as opposed to Yehuda, perhaps at this point in time, Yaakov appointed Yehuda as the Melech. But I would add this: the reason why Yaakov Avinu didn't send Yosef is because Yosef was not a real Melech. Yosef is the Mida of Yisoid; he just consolidates the people and unifies the people. But Yehuda is the real Melech. But in any event, the uh, Chavatel Sasharon says that this would explain an interesting tradition that we have. That when Reb Chaim Velazhner opened up the Yeshiva in Velazhen, the Gra benched him that he should be Zoycha to continue the chain of Torah in his children and his grandchildren until the coming of Mashiach. Why exactly did the Gra give this bracha specifically at the installation inauguration of the yeshiva? So the Chavetel Sashon points out something very interesting historically. There have been many great Rosh Hashivas in our history. From the times of the Rishonim, and then continuing into the times of the, the Achroinim, two of the greatest all-time Rosh Yeshiva were Rabbi Yonis and Ibeshitz, who even... A, by the account of his uh, detractors, taught more than 20,000 students in his lifetime, and the Chassam Soifer. But there was a very big difference between the yeshivas of before Reb Chaim Velazhner and after Reb Chaim Velazhner. You see, before Reb Chaim Velazhner, people learned from a Rebbe. The Rebbe happened to be in a yeshiva. When the Rebbe was Nifter, the base Medrash was Batal, and they went to learn elsewhere. Or if the Rebbe went elsewhere, they followed the Rebbe. The yeshiva was not the Makam Kavua. They learned from a Rav. Rav Chaim Velazhner was Mechadesh something new. He was Mechadesh, there's something called a Makoim Torah. That that Makoim never ceases. And if the Rav, the Rav dies, someone else stays in that Makoim. So this, the place is not created... Because the students learn from a specific Rebbe. There is an inherent distinction in the place, in the Makoim. And to establish a Makoim, you need the Kaich of Malchus. And that is why Reb Chaim Velazhner was given the bracha that he should be able to continue this dynasty, this royal dynasty, for many generations. That's why the Gra said that you should be Zoycha to many generations of Torah. Because in general... Torah is not a Yerusha. Torah does not get passed down from one generation to the next. A father could be a Tamar Chacham, the child may not be a Tamar Chacham. The Gemara says that often the children of Tamid are not Tamid Chachamim. To teach Torah is not a Yerusha. However, Malchus is something that gets passed down from generation to generation. The bracha of the Grot, Rab Chaim Velazhner, was he should be Zoyche, that the Doiros should continue in Torah, not 
the inherent Torah in and of itself, but the Malchus of Torah, of establishing a Makam Torah, which requires the the Maila of Malchus, that is the bracha that the Vilna Goyen gave over to Rav Chaim Elijah. Now, the Chavetzos Tasharon points out from the Gemara in Horiyas, that a Rosh Hashiva has two components to it. There's a component of Torah, and there's a component of Malchus. For example, the Gemara in the end of Hayriyoy says, Malach Raba Esrimetartishnin. Raba ruled as Rosh Hashiva 22 years. And then Malach Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Shri Ragain in his letter, that he says, Rosh Yeshiva is a Lashon of Malchus. Even in times of the Amoram, there was such a concept, Surah Neherda. But in the times of the Rishonim, the concept of yeshiva was batal. They learned from a Rebbe, and that is what the Gra benched Reb Chaim Velazhner, uh, that he should be zoichet to the Malchus of Torah. But what we're learning is Yaakov Avinu had a din of a Melech. He had the status of a Melech. Yehuda was, so to speak, second in command. Let's take a look at a very interesting question of the Taz. In Parshas Vayigash, and this this year is sort of, in a way, a uh, dealing with a number of issues at the end of Sefer Bereshis, and Bezus Hashem will segue us into Sefer Shemais. Um, the Taz has the following question. Can I ask a question? Sure. You mentioned that Yehuda was second in command. So, so Yosef was also second in command. Right. So when Yehuda was talking to Yosef in the in the conversation beginning of Ayigash, so Yehuda tells Yosef, "Who do you think you are? You're a second in command. You're a king. My father's also a king. You're a second in command. I'm also second in command. But possibly, when Yaakov sends Yehuda to establish the, the yeshiva, maybe as Ramban said in Vayechi, Yaakov was Mamlech Yehuda. So we we usually understand that means he was Mamlechim in Vayechi." Possibly in the establishment of the yeshiva, maybe he gave it over to him completely. But look now in the Taz, in Archaim Simen Samach Vav. He says, the Rush says, when Yaakov, we know that when Yaakov Avinu encounters Yosef for the first time, what was Yaakov Avinu doing? He was saying Kriyashima. Did Yaakov interrupt for Kriyashima? No. Why not? We know you're allowed to be mafsik when you say Kriya Shema Mibnei HaKavod. And certainly, Yaakov Avinu owed Kavod to Yosef because Yosef was a king. And we find in Vayechi that Yaakov certainly lent, kind, lent Kavod to Yosef. As we know, when Yosef came in, Yaakov bowed down to Yosef in Parshas Vayechi. And Rashi even says, Mikan shecholkim kavod l'malchus. This is the source that we grant kavod to the king. So if Yaakov treated Yosef as royalty, then why, when Yaakov sees Yosef as he's saying Shema, he should have interrupted in the middle of his Shema. He should have interrupted. Um... Why didn't Yaakov interrupt to give his son kavod? Like Rashi says in Chumash, Matzina Makamachas Shecholek Bishvala Malchus Kedusid Vayischazek Yisro. Pirush Rashi, Mikan Shecholkin Kavod Malchus. Vimkain Lama Loyivsek Bishma Bishvilai. So the Taz says, well, maybe he was in the middle of the first pasuk, 
And in the first Pasuk, you cannot be Mavsik even if they have covered. So I'm not sure how satisfying that is because so let Yaakov interrupt after the first Pasuk. But that's the answer that has. Comes the Sefer Livyas Chain Va'arya Karais and Parshas Vayechi. And he quotes the question of the Taz. And he says, the Taz asks, that we know Be'emtza HaPerek, you're allowed to ask B'Shalom, someone who you're afraid of, like a king. Why didn't Yaakov interrupt Mnei Kavan Machos? We know that Yaakov gave Yosef honor. So says the Luv I'll tell you why. Because we say in Shulchan Aruch, in Reishim Dalid, in Kibbutz Zakeh Vitamil Chacham, that what if both people are Zakeinim or Tamil Chachamim, then one does not have to honor the other. So even though Yaakov owed Yosef Kavod because Yosef was a king, but Yosef owed Yaakov honor because Yaakov was a king. They were both kings. So, this end, the Taz's kasha was, why didn't Yaakov interrupt Shema to honor Yosef? Yosef's a melech. Says the Luvi don't you know the Medrash? Yaakov's also a melech. And when the two people have equal footing in Kavod, then one does not have to honor the other in the middle of Shema. If they're both kings, I now watch this. Then why did Yaakov honor Yosef by bowing down on the bed to Yosef? Because Yosef was a king, but Yaakov's also a king. This is not a good answer. We, If you look in Parshas Vayechi, Yaakov bows down to Yosef because Yosef's a king. That means Yaakov wasn't a king. So if Yaakov wasn't a king, he should have stopped the middle of Krishma. And the answer is, You know why? Because that's when Yaakov was dying. And when a person is dying, there's a principle, the Ein Shiltoin B'yayim Hamavas. There is no dominion on the day of death. On the day of death, one cannot be a king. Because this was at the time of Yaakov's Petira, so at that time Yaakov Avinu was not crowned with the Kavon Malchus. Kamasha Kasa the Medrash Rabbah Vayechi ala Pasuk Vayikrivu Yimei David Lamas. The Medrash Rabbah says in Vayechi and the days of David were approaching to dying. HaMelech David Loinema. You know it always says Melech David David HaMelech Melech David David HaMelech All of a sudden Vayikrivu Yimei David It's the first time it just says David without Melech why Vayikrivu Yimei David? Because she'ain shilta in b'yoyim There's no 
power, dominion, royalty on the day of death. Therefore, Yaakov on the day of death wasn't the king. Yosef was a king. So Yaakov had to accord honor to Yosef. So, but the question is, Rabbi Isai, if now when Yaakov is meeting Yosef, Yaakov is a king so he doesn't have to honor Yosef, then why does Yosef have to honor Yaakov if they're both a king? So in the footnotes on the Sefer Minchas Chaim, he says, you know why Yosef interrupted, even though he's also a king? Because Yosef's a king, but Yaakov's his father. So they're not equal. They're both kings. Yaakov's his father. So Yaakov doesn't have to show honor to Yosef. Yosef has to show honor to his father. So this is a very beautiful answer to the Taz's kasha. The Taz wanted to know, why didn't Yaakov interrupt the middle of Shema? You're allowed to interrupt. The answer is, Yaakov's also a king. By the way, in the, in the Sefer, Samach Libi of Reb Shimon Chira'i, in the section called, in the Sefer, Shalmei Simcha Samach Libi, he says, maybe that is why Yaakov was afraid to come down to Canaan. Why? Because we know, Ein Malchus Naigas Bechaverta Afilu Kimloi Nima. That one royalty cannot infringe on the, on the other, even a hair's breadth. We know that two kings cannot rule simultaneously. Ein Shnei Malachim Mishtam Shemekesarechad. And Yaakov was afraid that if he would go down to Mitzrayim and Yosef's royalty would be recognized and realized, then his would be unrealized and he would die. Or Yosef would die. And therefore Yosef says, That come down to me. That I will go down in my madrega because I'm only second in command and you will be the king. Well, says the Sefer Libi, he says it could be, and he quotes the Liv Yaschein, that is why Yosef says, which is a different land. And we're not, you'll live in your section, I'll live in my section, and uh, we'll both be Melachim. Now, so there's this idea that Yaakov Avinu was a Melech. That might be why he was afraid to go down to Egypt. That might be why he was allowed to, uh, why he did not interrupt the middle of his Kriya Shema. This would explain something else which is very interesting to me. By the way, and this would also explain how Yaakov was able to be Mamlech Yehuda. How did Yaakov have a right to be Mamlech Yehuda? You, Yaakov owned Malchus, that he could give it over to Yehuda, and says, yes, Yaakov was the king, and he gave it over to, to who he saw fit to continue. Vayichi Yaakov v'yaretz Mitzrayim sheva esrei shana. Yaakov lived in Egypt 17 years. Rashi says that this parsha, last week's parsha, is a parsha susuma. Because when Yaakov Inu died, the eyes and the heart of the Jewish people were sealed up because of the tsara of the Shibud, that they began to be Meshabedas. Another pshat is Yaakov wanted to reveal the Kates, and it was hidden from him. Rav Shmuel Yaakov Bornstein in the Zoysi Yaakov is bothered by Akasha. 
when Yaakov died, the end was sealed up from the Tsara of the Shibud? What does it have to do with the death of Yaakov? It was because of the Shibud. It's just that the Shibud didn't start before. In other words, what sealed up the hearts and, and the eyes of Klal Yisrael? The Shibud. Now the Shibud didn't start until Yaakov died, but it wasn't the death of Yaakov that sealed up their heart. In fact, there's no mention of Shibud in, in Parshas Vayichi at all. In fact, the, the Mepharshim asked that as long as one of the Shvatim were alive, Klal Yisrael were not Meshubud. Well, the Meshua uh, Yaakov Bornstein says, you know, there are two institutions in Klal Yisrael of leadership. There's the Sanhedrin and there's the Machos. The Sanhedrin are the eyes of the people and and the Melech is the heart of the people. Layasur Shevem Yehudo Mechoykik Mibain Raglov Sanhedrin are called the eyes, the Enei Ho'eda, Enei Hakal, the Chachme Yisrael, the Enei Klal Yisrael. We know in Baba, in Baba Basra, when Baba Ben Buta, when Hordes killed all the Chachamim, so he was advised, you extinguish the eyes of the world. Malchus, on the other hand, to carry the burden of the Jewish people and their travails is the heart of Klai Yisrael. Like the Rambam says, Shehamelech libayhu lev kol kahal Yisrael. The heart of the king is the heart of all of Israel. Yaakov Avinu was on the Madrega of the Sanhedrin, the eyes of the people to know how we act. He was also the Melech, the heart of the people. When Yaakov was with them, he was able to guide them, and he was their eyes. He was able to carry their burden. He was the Melech, and he was their heart. When Yaakov Avinu died, the eyes of Israel, in other words, the Rosh Sanhedrin, Yaakov, the heart of Israel, the Melech, Yaakov Avinu died. Rabbi say, who else was a king? Avram Avinu was a king, as we said, that Emek HaMelech, all the peoples of the world gathered together, and they appointed Avraham a king. I want to offer an interesting chidosh. I want to point out something. I don't think we find anywhere that Yitzchak was a king. Avraham we find explicitly. Emek HaMelech. They appointed him as a melech. Yaakov Avinu. He was the king of Canaan. Do we find that Yitzchak was a king? I do not believe so. So you say, you know, Yitzchak was blind. He was confined to his tent. But there may be a, di- a deeper reason. By the way, who else was a Melech? Adam Arishon was a Melech. The Medrash Yaakut Shemoni says, That God passed to Adam Arishain all the generations. And Adam saw a man by the name of David whose life was established for three hours. So Adam said to God, 
this this man has no takana? So God said, what do you mean? That's what I decided. So Adam said, how long do I live? So God said, a thousand years. So Adam said, are there gifts in heaven? Is there zel, PayPal in heaven? God says, yes. Adam says, 80, 70 years of my life, I want to give to this person. Adam brought a star, and he wrote a star matana, and God, matachron, and Adam Arishon signed on it. Amar Adam Ribanisham Yaf Yais Zumalchus Uzmirais Halalo Nasunas Labimatana Ain Shana. I'm giving David Malchus and I'm giving David Zmirais. The Magin Avram points out in his commentary to the Medrash that that's why only David was authorized to sing Shira Tashan. So to me it's very interesting that it was not sufficient for Adam to give 70 years to David. He had to give him Malchus because if David was a Melech, he had to get it from somewhere. He got it from Adam Arishain. Now, the Zohar in Parshas Vayishlach has a completely different account of where David got his 70 years from. The Zoya says, where did he get it from? He got it from Avraham, Yaakov, and Yosef. Avraham lived 175 years. He should have lived 180 years, like Yitzchak. He gave five years to David. Yaakov also. He lived 147. He should have lived 175, like Avraham. He gave 28 years. So we have 5 from Avraham, 28 from Yaakov, that's 33. And then Yosef, Yosef lived 110 years. He should have lived 147 like Yaakov, and he gave 37 years. What about Yitzchak? Yitzchak didn't give anything, and the Zayar says a Kabbalistic explanation. Yitzchak came from the side of darkness, David came from the side of darkness, and someone who is in darkness doesn't have any light, and he doesn't have life, and Yitzchak could not give years. And it comes out, Yosef was the most magnanimous, and that's why he's a tzaddik, he gave 37 years. Is it possible, based on the Yaakov Shemaini, that Adam had to give, now by the way, all the Achroinim ask, if Adam gave 70 years, then why did uh, Avram, Yitzchak, uh, Avram, Yaakov, and Yosef have to give 70 years? So the Shlach Hadr says that Adam, after, um, some say, excuse me, that Adam Arishan, after the sin of the Yitzhadas, his years were sullied, so um, now David had to get 70 good years from the Avais. Or some say the Adam Arishan retracted after he offered the Matana, so... Yeah, uh, so David had to go get the years of Avram, Yaakov, and Yosef. And some say that since David did not sleep at night, so in effect he lived 140 years, he had to get daytime years from Adam and nighttime years from the Avais. Okay, but I was perhaps thinking maybe another additional reason why Yitzchak Avinu did not offer years to David, and that is not because he didn't want to, 
but it's not enough for David to have years. He needs royalty. He needs malchus. And Avraham was a melech. And Yaakov was a melech. And Yosef was a melech. And therefore they could give malchus to David as opposed to Yitzchak, who was not a melech. And let's try to offer one last an explanation why in fact Yitzchak was not a melech. And this, I think, is uh, could be found in the Zayar and Parshas Noyach that we spoke out in our Shir on Parshas Chayesara, and that is we find Noyach Noyach two times. Every tzaddik has two ruchin, one for this world and one for the next world. Moshe Moshe, Yaakov Yaakov, Avram Avram, Shmuel Shmuel, but not Yitzchak. Why? Because when Yitzchak was offered on the Mizbeach, his soul left, his soul of this world left, and when Avraham said, Baruch Mechayah Mesim, he got the soul of the next world. And in that case, Yitzchak was already, like in the next world, he was already Mes. That's why his name is Yitzchak, Ketz Chai. He lives in the end. He's alive even when he's in the next world. That's why the only one who God says Elokei Yitzchak while they're alive is Yitzchak. God doesn't say like Avram or like Yaakov. Says the Zaya because begin this Chash of Kames, Yitzchak is considered like he's dead. Oh, if Yitzchak's considered like he's dead, he can't be a Melech. We said in the beginning of the Shir that that's why it always says David Amelch, David Amelch, David Amelch, but it says Vayikrevu Yemei David Lamos. Because in Shulta in Biyamamavas, the same way Rabbi said, the Livyas Chain said that at the end of Yaakov's life he had to honor Yosef because Yosef was a king. What? But Yaakov was also a king, not on the day of his death. Yaakov wasn't a king on the day of his death, even though Yaakov did not have to interrupt his Shema because he was a king. But he did have to honor Yosef on his last day because on the day of death you're not a Melech. By the same token, Yitzchak was always considered like a mess, and therefore he did not have the status of a melech. So you want to know why am I giving a shir on Parshas Vayechi on Parshas Shemois? The answer is because uh, I couldn't let this pass. That's the real answer. But the idea that one is not a melech on the day that they die is actually learned out from this week's Parsha, number 21. It says, Vayamos melech Mitzrayim, the king of Egypt died, and the Medrash says he didn't die. He was a Mitzrayim, and he would slaughter Jewish babies to bathe in their blood, and a Mitzrayim is considered like they're dead. And the Gra asked, how does the Medrash know he didn't really die? Maybe it's when it says he died, maybe it means he died. Why is the Medrash draying that it means that, no, he didn't die, he became a Mitzrayim? You know why? Because it says, Melech Mitzrayim, King of Egypt. And the Medrash Kohela says, close to 52 times, it says, Melech David, Melech David, David HaMelech. But when David was about to die, it says, Vayikravu Yimei David Lamos. Why does it say the days of David were approaching to die? What do you mean the days of David? Just say, Melech David. No, Ein Shiltoin Biyoy Mamadas. When somebody is close to dying, they're not a melech. There's no malchus on the day of death. And in this passage it says, Vayamos 
Melech Mitzrayim, the king of Egypt, died. Therefore, Chazal, no, he didn't really die. He became a Mitzrayim. Because if he was really dying, it wouldn't call him a Melech. By the way, it's the same thing how Chazal derived by King Uziah. It says, Bishnas Mother Mois HaMelech Uziah. In the, in the year of the death of King Uziah, what do you mean the year of the death of King Uziah? If he died, he's not a Melech. So from there, Chazal derived that Uziah did not die, but he, instead he became a Mitzrayim. Ah! Coming back to the beginning of the Shir, we said the Kash of the Devechayim. Many ask, how did Yaakov Avinu have the right to take away the Bechayar from Ruvain? But it's a lav in the Torah of Lo Yuchalavakar. Comes the Heiligia Kloisenberger Rebbe. And he says, <coughs> he quotes the question of Ezeda the Devechayim. How did Yaakov Avinu have the capacity to give the Bechayra to Yosef? But, Part of the Bechayra is Davar Shaloi Bala Oilam. So actually that's not his Kasha. His Kasha is, you can't take away the Bechayra. It's a lav in the Torah. But the way the Kloisenberger Rebbe asked the Kasha, the Kasha is, this is something that's Loi Bala Oilam. The Chelek HaBechar had not come into the world yet. And the Bnei Yosef, who would go into Eretzisar, were not Bala Oilam. And the Kleisenberger Rebbe says, uh, Lule, if not for the holy words of Maizeda, I would have answered as follows. That the Poiskim say the Tzibur has a, 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 an extended capacity that the Tzibur is able to imakna davar shalabala So you could say, says the Kleisenberger Rebbe, the same thing by a melech. He could be pirates gather and nobody protests. He has a din of a tzibur and his matana is a matana even bedavar shalom And he says Yaakov Avinu was a melech, like the matter says Yehuda said to Yosef, "My father is king in Canaan, and um, and your master is king." So therefore, since Yaakov Avinu had the status of a melech, he had extra legal powers. He had he was able to supersede the law and be makne even davar shalom the way we have the Dibre Chaim's Kasha is how is he allowed to be Maver Bechayra? Maybe this would also be an answer. In other words, when it comes to monetary law, the king could be pirates Geder Ve'en Moichen Biyadai. Okay, Marv Ravosai, these are a few thoughts on uh, Parshas Vayigash, Parshas Vayichi, based on the idea that we learn out from this Parsha, Ain Shultan Biyamavas, as the Pasik says, Vayamas, Melech Mitzrayim. And Bezos Hashem on Wednesday, we're going to investigate the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu was a Melech. And until then, wishing everybody a great day. Bezos Hashem, we're working on a safer on Beratius. If anybody wants to participate, um, please let us know. And uh, wishing everyone a great day. Brachabat Slacha. And we'll see you, Bezos Hashem, tonight, 5.30, Igeras Hagra. Uh, 9.15, Dafa Shavu Masachti Vamas, wishing everyone a great day. Kaltov.